You are listening to CBS Wire. Welcome to this week's episode of CBS Wire. I want to start off with a little experiment for you. First, close your eyes. Now I want you to picture a full-blown businesswoman in front of you. What does she look like? What does she wear? You got it now? A clear picture? Is she dressed in white? Is she in front of a mic, hair springing from her head like tentacles as she prepares for her next headbang? And most importantly, does it sound like this when she grabs the bass? Well, the description from before fits today's businesswoman perfect. Sina Subiasen plays the bass in one of 2018's most successful bands, Nelson Can, but she also navigates the music industry like few others. Not only does she manage to make her own band a success, she has also helped countless other artists on their way to the success and the big scenes. Right now, she studies management of creative business processes at CBS, and we met with her to talk about what it's like to love the business part of a music industry that is often defined by cigarettes, alcohol, and a rock and roll attitude that's far from the business world. Right now, Sina, I'm here in your apartment. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to talk uh, talk with you about the music business and especially the business part because you are the songwriter, the singer and bass player in Nelson Kane. I am one of the songwriters and I'm one of the singers. I'm not the lead singer, I'm the backing singer. And I am the bass player. <laughs> Perfect. So first of all, tell me how you guys started in Nelson Kane. Um, we started out with the We started out telling people that we had a band, and then uh, eventually we had to make a band to cover up the lie. But we told people we had a band because we thought it would be cool to have a band, and we wanted to have a band. We just didn't know how. And then we just had to figure out how. And I think the rest is history. Yeah, because you were booked for some shows, right? Before you were banned, or how was that? Yeah, um, what happened was that because we told people that we had a band, um, people started offering us gigs and support slots, um, and and we just said yes. And then I remember one night before the first show, um, we wrote three songs, and then we ended up playing those three songs three times in a row um at the show and it you know it sounds stupid or like we failed but to us it felt like a win because we like the day before we had nothing and a day later we had something and we had a band which was the most important for us yeah and actually that's exactly what i want to talk about you've always been pretty good at branding and selling yourself and actually you are as close as you come to a businesswoman in the music <laughs> industry do you agree oh yes i am definitely a businesswoman perfect 
And maybe before we start talking the business industry surrounding music, can we maybe get a, make it a little bit clear to to people what we are talking about? What are if you have a band and the music industry, how do you sell it? What are you selling? Um, to a lot of people, the music industry might look like a bit of a mystery when you stand outside looking in. Um, um, I think it's important to understand that there are like some main types of companies within the music industry who, um, which um, stand for like by far the largest part of the turnover in the music industry, and that's the recording companies, record labels, uh, the the publishers who for instance are will help bands get music in uh, in uh, cinema movies for instance or tv commercials and then you have um the musicians unions who are very strong in denmark then of course you have the musicians and then you have also the live industry so you have the venues you have the booking agents and the promoters and the uh, ticket vendors those are the main players in the music industry and as oh you also have the managers the artist management and as a band you you have the best opportunities to build a good business for yourself if you have someone representing you in within each like all fields except maybe the venues um you also have the radio of course um And it's also very good to have um, some good contacts there. <laughs> so if you want to build a business as a band, um, you not not only do you have to make good music and perform them well live, you also have to be very good at networking uh, within all these different fields and make sure that people are are mentioning you in conversations all around. And if you are not good at that, you need to find yourself a manager very quick who is good at that and who will represent you. Yeah, and when you lay it out there, it sounds uh, alarmingly much like a real company. <laughs> um, what is the difference about uh, selling bands or, and, and selling cars, if there are any? I think if you sell a car, you might very well... Uh, be loyal to the brand that you're selling and you might think that the product you're selling is actually the best on the market and you might have a lot of very positive feelings about this product that you're selling but most of the time it might not be your entire life you get off at some point you know it's and you go home and you hang out with your friends and go out and have fun and you don't think about cars until the next time you show up at work When you are a musician, the product you're selling is something you made from scratch. And a lot of the time, um, people are very sensitive about the product because it took a lot of time and it's very personal for them. And um, it hurts very bad if people don't want to buy it. Um, and you don't ever get off. You're never done. You could have always sent another email. Uh, you could have showed up to another reception. Like, you're always behind in a way. Do you understand if people kind of see a clash between 
the music industry, smoking cigarettes, drinking, uh, the Kurt Cobain type of guy, mm. and this uh, hardcore selling strategy and running it like a real company, as you, as you said. Sure, sure. Be- because making the music most of the time is fun, it's exciting, and and you're really you're eager to share it with people, especially your friends, and you know, it, it, and you can go play it live, and that's fun too, and you might even make a, a little money playing it live. But then the selling part is really tough and it's really hard and a lot of people just avoid it. They don't want to do it because it's it's killing. They it's they a lot of people say it's killing their vibe, um, which is true. Because if you make something that you think is truly great and then you meet someone who's who's only thinking about money and not necessarily art for art's sake, uh, and they say it's shit, then who's right yeah then uh, how come you like it so much <laughs> because I'm a cold bitch <laughs> um, because to me it's a part of the it's a part of the game it's a part of the thrill and um, I mean sure I've been turned down a million times trying to sell our music um, but that kind of makes the victory even sweeter when someone actually wants to work with us and, and wants to take a help take us to um, the next level um, and I think that the successes that you work really hard for are just more pleasing you are in the music business mm-hmm. and you have shown your prowess uh, you excelled at it and got some some great bands to be on some great stages why are you good at navigating in this um First of all, being like working in the music business is a very, very wide term. I know that I've had pretty much every job within the music industry, though. So I've I've worked on the radio. I've I've had my own I've had my own radio show uh, on on one of the larger Danish radio channels, P6. Um, I've been the editor in chief on Copenhagen College Radio, where I am now uh, chairwoman of the board. Um, I've ru- I've been running my own record label for a while with with the band, but I've been running it. Uh, I've played in the band, of, obviously. I've been managing other bands, um, and also I've I've uh, I uh, do a lot of freelance work where I either coach bands or uh, go and and have like give lessons about how to work social media and marketing. Uh, like build a marketing strategy for a band um stuff like that so i've I've done pretty much everything and i think what makes me good at what i do whatever it is that i do uh, at the time like what makes me good is that i understand the industry from a lot of different perspectives and i think that that's quite special for the music industry that you can actually within a few years Um, work within pretty much all the fields within the industry and you actually have a pretty good chance at at um, figuring out how it all works or at least get some idea of how it works at least locally and um, I don't know a lot of industries where you can just jump from company type to company type like that but they all appreciate that you have knowledge from other 
like different companies within the industry uh, that makes you a, an asset for the company. You have you have clearly a lot of knowledge through your work, but you come off to me as you also have some innate capacities or human capacities that makes you good in this business. Uh, I think it's it's an advantage for me that I have like played the stage myself hundreds of times. I know what it's like to send out a record that no one likes, and I also know what it's like to send out a record that's really successful. Um, and you know. I think it makes me makes people perceive me as as genuine, um, because I know what I'm talking about, and I know how it feels to be the musician, and I know how it, how it works when you're not the musician. As you said, from being both in a band in the radio, you've, you've been in all perspectives. How have you cre- kept the creative momentum? I definitely think that I have been killed as an artist, uh, but that doesn't mean that you can't come back to life. I think that I, I totally understand why uh, a lot of artists, whether they're musicians or painters or sculptors or whatever they are, um, how they can feel that their joy of creating is killed by all the administrative work they have to take care of in order to make the money necessary necessary to make a living. And then if they because if they don't make that money, they they won't be able to spend as much time on making art and then they'll have to go get a job somewhere else and then like it's like it's I think a lot of the time as an artist you can feel like no matter what you do It's taking time from creating art and it's killing your creative vibe. I've been there. I think everyone who works in creative industries have been there at some point. Um, and some people give up and some people say, okay, I need to change this. There is a clear schism between the creative musician and the determined businesswoman. But how does Sina balance this duality? So when you are in the re- rehearsal space where you need to be creative, yeah. is it possible to shut this businesswoman off? No. And the and the other way around, when you are out being a businesswoman selling your band, can you shut the creative mind off? Um, I think I always think about it. Um, and I think that it is a challenge to create a space for myself where I can just be creative and not think about the outcome or how I'm going to sell it, but just be in the process. Um, that being said, I don't think it's impossible, but you definitely have to structure your work and when you do it and how you do it and why you do it and be aware of the patterns that might be destructive to your creative process so I know that I worry about how I'm gonna sell the product far before I have even made it so um, I try to take time off for the creative process so that I don't feel pressured by any deadlines so right now uh, Nelson Can is taking three months off from playing live like we're not doing anything other than recording um, And creating that space for us allows us 
to take some time where we don't need to think about the business part of it and then hopefully that won't uh, it won't be uh, affecting our creative process in a negative way then Now I think it's time to leave Sina for a while because I also got a hold of Kasper Bakhestrup who is one of the men responsible for selecting the music aired at Danish National Radio He clearly remembers the first time he saw Sina together with Nelson Kane. So um, I'm here with you, Kasper Bakhestrup, and you are responsible for the music aired at Sex Beat at uh, Danish National Radio. And you are, whether you like it or not, one of the gatekeepers in this business. Do you remember the first time you heard Nelson Kane? Uh, yes, I uh, clearly remember it was in the basement Uh, of a venue in Aarhus uh, at a spot festival a place called Headquarters a very small basement and I only knew one song with the band prior to that show and they f- totally blew my mind at this concert that must have been around three years ago I could see this is going somewhere yeah and things really went somewhere for them can you point at some of the things that have made Nelson Can a success in the music industry I think Because they have like uh, a very, what do you call it, uh, st- straightforward or very clean image. I remember they had like some um, press photos, all in white clothes, and some. It's really easy to point them out to recognize them, and I think the visual part of it is 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 really important here because one thing is the music you can hear it everywhere, but if you can if you see a picture and you can remember this is Nelson Can then you've got something yeah exactly and um you are you're given uh, Nelson Can a lot of airplay here and of course it's because of the music but there must be some other factors as well when you pick out of band or what's that like definitely uh to talk a little about that it's uh, maybe yeah, well it's The thing we do, we always look at the song first. If it's a good song, of course we'll we'll play it. But if we playlist it and make a long-term commitment to the band, like we've did, done with Nelson Can, we need to be sure that this is going somewhere. Like they have uh, shows and that they have a record coming out, and they know where they're going, because otherwise it's it's not so good for our listeners if they can't find the band in their reality in their uh, everyday life. So they have to be vis- uh, visible f- to the audience as well. So of course we do something to 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 point them out, but also we need to have some sort of uh, knowledge about them going somewhere as well mm. on their own. Yeah, uh, and if we speak in more general terms, what does it take for a band to uh, succeed in the music industry not just to get airplay at sex beat but you know the music industry by now so so what does it take to succeed so, sort of advice for a new band in this uh, in this modern life <laughs> 2018 i guess uh, you really have to know a lot about all kinds of stuff and it's not you cannot as a band you cannot just rely on a record label or on a booker or on a manager or whatever you have to be part of it yourself you have to take on some of those those roles and be part of it yourself and know what's going on uh, I think that's really important I have 
myself been in a band with eight people and we had a manager, a booker, a publisher, all kinds of stuff, a sound guy, and all of a sudden there are 20 payrolls and uh, nothing left for the band. So you also have to be responsible for your own payroll and that's part of the business part. You, If you want to live, uh, pay your rent with this, then you uh, really got to got to take care of stuff yourself and be part of it. Yeah, and this business part that we are talking about in this podcast, are Danish bands good enough at handling this or is it sort of overlooked in the music business? Mm, from my perspective, uh, P6Beat is kind of the alternative rock indie channel and I think a lot of the bands that we handle are far from living of it and that's also something that is mirroring back on the bands because sometimes they really don't take it seriously. Uh, although they like playing and they like to do the shows and stuff, but it it might be a long shot for them to really understand that they actually can live from this. Uh, if you see it uh, at the more commercial parts of uh, Danish music, pop acts and stuff, it's more likely for them to break through that wall and make, make uh, some money. So I think Sometimes the bands uh, that I work with, they neglect it a little bit. What What are the main forces in Nelson Can, um, if if we think it in the aspect of selling themselves and their music? I think they have a very good uh, person within the band, the bass player, who also know a lot about the music business and actually takes that part really seriously. And that means that they have maybe uh, more first-hand uh, access to some of that stuff because she's involved in it herself and not just through some manager or whatever, but it's within the band. And that, I think that's really important in this in these days and ages. And, and what is it that she does right when she is networking at Spot Festival or stuff like that? Yeah, I guess uh, a lot of Danish, especially Danish bands, are very afraid to mingle or take part in in business plans or whatever they're afraid to lose their uh, uh, attraction as a rock musician or whatever if they also take part in the in the business part but uh, i guess that scene uh, is not afraid of that and that is a really good access so by now i think it's clear that Sina is an extraordinary business talent, but have she ever considered using her talent somewhere else? All the time, all the time. But if I, uh, I think sometimes I think that music chose me. I didn't choose. I didn't choose music, um, and that's uh, it's a path I somehow just have to walk down. Um, but I mean, one of the reasons why I even decided to take this master in management of creative business processes was to make sure to have open doors so that if I one day wake up and I think I don't want to work in music anymore, then uh, this education actually allows me to change completely because it's, it's a very broad um, education and, and, um, and it just, it has also opened my eyes to other industries that I find interesting. Like what? Um, right now, I'm quite interested in uh, microbreweries, mm. actually. 
So yeah. So if you one day were to sit as a um, CEO of a not so micro brewery, what skills uh, do you think you obtained doing this this time in the music industry that you, that you would be able to apply as a CEO? I think um, allowing yourself to fail. Uh, which happens all like as a musician you fail all the time and you have to come up with solutions fast and you have to like when you're on stage and you 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 make an error and you're three people playing like you have to be able to communicate even without a language because you can't go to the microphone and say oh wait sorry can we just sorry sorry excuse me uh yeah can we start this over like it doesn't work that way industry work you just you have to adjust all the time you have to go with the flow and you have to be creative all the way through um and i think that's something that i can could apply to any job any industry that i might choose to work in in the future and also not being scared of failing because i think uh, something that i really learned through through whatever it is that i've been doing in the music industry is that Uh, the more you fail, the better you are, really. Because every time you fail, you learn something, and then you get up and you do better the next time. And then you make some other kind of mistake, and then you learn from that. And uh, for some reason, I feel like it's more safe in the music industry because, you know, if I fail to make it as a rock star, <laughs> somehow I just I don't think it's that bad. If I fail to make it into marketing, and I've been studying that for eight years, that might feel very terrible. But uh, failing to become a rock star, just you know, it doesn't sound that serious, and it doesn't feel that serious. Finally, if you were to give some advice to new bands who want to at some who, who at some point want to be where Nelson Can is at, or where some of the other artists you work with is uh, is at, what what's the best advice you can give to them? Um, believe in yourselves um, don't try to uh, do what someone else has already done try to be you um, which is uh, the worst advice to get always because you're like what the fuck do you mean about just be me um, but you know one day you'll know and and um, and don't do it for the money don't do it for the fame Uh, because you will be, you will most likely be disappointed. Do it to have fun. If you're having fun, then you're probably doing it right. And what if they lack the accountant type, as you mentioned before? Uh, then they probably need to find a new bass player. It's always the bass player. <laughs> With that piece of advice passed on, we end today's journey into the sometimes cloudy business structures of one of the things we meet on a daily basis. Music. I hope you enjoyed our story, and if you did, don't hesitate to find us on iTunes and click subscribe. You have listened to CBS Wire.